you are listening to the Inclusion Revolution Radio. I'm your podcast host, Noby Craven. I'm a Special Olympics DC athlete and a Special Olympics international employee. On this podcast, I interview athletes, partners, ambassadors, employees, and supporters of Special Olympics. This podcast is for anyone and everyone who's interested in Special Olympics and the work that we do. New episodes premiere every other Friday at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, anywhere you get your podcasts. You're listening to the second episode of Season 5 of the Closing Revolution Radio Podcast. My name is Noby Craven. I'm your host for today's episode. Today, we will be talking with Special Olympics Champion Ambassador and Las Vegas Raiders wide receiver, Matt Collins. Welcome, Matt, to the Inclusion Revolution Podcast. We're so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much, Novi. I'm really excited to be here, really excited to chat with you, talk a little football, talk a little inclusion, talk a little bit of everything. Mac Hollins is a Super Bowl champion, a dominating force on the gridiron, but don't let his, don't let his, his success cloud your judgment on his humble beginnings. As a walk-on on, at the University of North Carolina, Mac did not receive any Division one offers coming out of high school. These hurdles never slowed him down, though. In 2017, he was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles and played an important role on the Super Bowl winning team. Today, Mack is a critical part of the Raiders' offense and a major threat to defense across the league. But Mack didn't stop there. He's also a threat off the field. Injustice and discrimination has no chance when matched up against Mac. His passion for working in the community constantly shines through from his work with Special Olympics in Philadelphia, Miami, and Las Vegas to volunteering at schools to advocating for inclusion for all Mac is Mac is one of the most giving players in the NFL. Mac, can you share your journey in the, in the, in the NFL and what has been some moments that really have stuck with you? Hmm. I think I've had a, I've had a fun journey. It probably started off better than 99% of people. My rookie year, I got drafted to Philadelphia and we went on to win the Super Bowl. Um, so my very first year, I was a Super Bowl champion uh, and then played three years in Philadelphia, then went to Miami. Uh, so sunny South Florida. Uh, and played two years there and then played this past year, my sixth year in Las Vegas. So I've, I've been to a few different places. I've been kind of across the country and played for different teams and I've really enjoyed my experience. Um, and you know, there's always ups and downs. Obviously Super Bowl is the highest of high you can get in the NFL. And, but I've also been injured and missed games and missed practice and that's the lowest you can get. So, uh, I've, I've done a little, little mix, but I've really enjoyed my time so far in the NFL. Sweet. How have you really like taken on, have you taken on leadership roles? I have, I've been fortunate enough that my uh, teammates voted me a captain twice. So uh, one year in Miami and then this past year in Las Vegas, I was a captain. Uh, so I had those leadership roles and I take them very seriously. I think in any time that people put trust in you enough to say that you're a leader of them, uh, it's important and it shouldn't be taken lightly and you should, you know, really do what you can to, to serve those people. And that's what I try to do. I try to serve my teammates and, you know, that doesn't always mean doing whatever they want to make their lives the easiest. It means 
doing the things that are right and doing the things that will push them in the right direction and push them to exceed, but also knowing people's boundaries and how far you can push somebody or when some days they need uh, some time. So I've learned a lot as a leader, uh, even since college, uh, but, but I continue to grow and continue to learn. What are some biggest obstacles you've overcome in your career? For my NFL career, I'd say uh, an injury. My, my second year, I got injured and I ended up missing the entire season. Uh, and that was tough. You know, you, my whole life I played football, I think probably since I was seven or eight. And that's all I've known is between August and January or February is football. That's what I do. Uh, so for the last 20 years, that's what I've done is August to February is football. So to not be able to do that, it was tough. It was, it was frustrating. It was sad at times because you see all your teammates out there and they're, they're practicing hard and they're working hard and they're doing all this stuff and you're not a part of it. And that, that, that was, that, that took a toll on me. Uh, but I, I learned a lot during that process and I came out the other side better than I was before. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Teammates have shared your personality signs in the locker room. How much does having a positive attitude, being your own biggest cheerleader, play a part in your success? That That's huge for me. Uh, like my attitude and how I, I guess, carry myself is big. And, I, you know, any locker room I've been in, I'm either the weird guy or the funny guy or, the you know, the guy that has high energy. And that's just how I choose to be. And I think everything in life is a choice. Uh, and I think I choose to do these things because why not have high energy? Why not try to be in the best mood you can rather than being in a bad mood? Like if a situation is not the way you want it, you can be in a good mood or you can be in a bad mood, but being in a bad mood isn't going to fix the situation. So why not just be in a good mood or try, try to be in a good mood? That doesn't mean every day I'm always the highest energy person, but I try my best to have high energy and make my teammates laugh and make practice fun because we all know that sometimes practice can be tough and you want to just play the game, but it's an important part of, of the sport. Your series Fast Fact Friday and Love of Reading shows how well-rounded you're interest and how important it is to you to raise your aspect of yourself other than your talent on the football field can you tell us more about what led you to start this series yeah so so macbook mondays and fast fact fridays those really all stem from my love of education and my love of spreading knowledge and giving others opportunities to learn because I know knowledge is really the way to to get further in life if there's some other obstacle it's the one thing that people can't keep from you um so I started MacBook Mondays actually when I got hurt I had you know I, I was down and I started reading and I said hey I have a platform as an NFL player to to spread the the, the word about books so I started doing that and I felt like okay I'm getting people reading but is there some other way to educate people and I always loved Bill Nye the science guy growing up like that was that's the show 
Did you ever uh, meet him? Did you ever meet him? I've never met him. Not yet. Hopefully I can. <laughs> um, hopefully I can. But that was like, that's the show. You know, when you when Bill Nye comes on, it's like, okay, the teacher must want us to pay attention. Like right, this, right, right. She or he is like, really, they serious about us paying attention because they know we're <laughs> going to be locked in on Bill Nye. So I thought, well, kids nowadays, I feel like they, they don't have time to watch all of Bill Nye. They need something shorter. So I'm like, okay, let's make like a short series, 30 seconds, get some facts out there. And if you learn one thing or two things, great. Uh, so I started that and last week was actually my 100th week of doing it. So I've been doing it congrats, congrats, nearly congrats. two years and it's been, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, my teammates make fun of me about what I'm, Hey, what you doing this week, Mac? What are we talking about? <laughs> hey, what you going to do? So it's like, it's become a, a thing in the locker room that guys recognize and pe people tell me, Hey, like, Oh, my son or daughter learned this, or I learned this. And it's, that's really why I do it. I do it to, to educate or help one person say they learned one thing. If I can do that, then I'm, I'm on the right track. Have you have have you had your teammate on the show? I have not yet. So a lot of them have won it. It's 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 an exclusive. It's an exclusive show now. It's, you it's, should definitely put your teammates on because then they can share it. The only non me video that has ever been in a hundred weeks is a video I did with Special Olympics. I did one on Special Olympics that was across the entire globe, and I had five other athletes say the facts for me. So they're the only the only cameo has ever come in a hundred <laughs> videos. Is, Special Olympics athletes. Sweet. Well, definitely, yeah. Your teammates want to definitely do a fun fact. Yeah, I'll have fast to, fact Friday, definitely. Definitely. Yeah, a lot of them think that a lot of them think they're actors, and when I pull the camera out, all of a sudden they get nervous. So we'll see who, who can do mm. it. Maybe I'll be out there. You never hey, know. If you come on. Okay, we'll make it happen. Come on. We've heard you had a specific and unique post game victory snack. Can you tell us what it is and if you have any other personal rituals you follow? Yeah, my post, it's it's become quite the, the thing. Uh, so I, after wins, I'll I'll take a, a either a king size or a big size peanut M&M's. Mm -hmm. And then I pour it into like a 16 ounce water. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I'll let it sit in there for, it's got to sit for at least three hours. That's, that's good marination. Um, and then usually I'll let it, I'll put it in the fridge and I'll drink it the next morning or afternoon. Uh, and that's my chocolate water. Uh, I like that. And I love it. <laughs> and I've been, I've been doing it since college. Um, and it's just kind of turned into a probably a bigger thing than what it actually is, but I just, yeah. after wins, I'll do it. And I'll get, sometimes I'll get teammates to do it with me and they say they hate it, but I think they're just hating. <laughs> I, think I think they really like it deep down. They go back to the house and they drink it, but they don't want to let everybody else know they like it. Right, right. You you have any other rituals you know? Uh, so I do. I'm always barefoot. Um, so pregame and stuff, I'm always barefoot. Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I guess my other main ritual is just being shoeless, free the feet. Uh, but yeah, that's that's really. I'm not a. I'll I'll take naps before games sometimes. So I'm not a big like music guy. I don't need specific music or specific food. Um, I just kind of go with the flow. Sweet. I'd love to learn more about what inspired you first become involved with Special Olympics and what experience volunteering at schools taught you when it comes to the importance of inclusion. Yeah, I'd say like what really inspired me and kind of was what got me into Special Olympics even to begin with was the athletes. Um, being around the athletes, I grew up and there was a Special Olympics athlete in my neighborhood. Um, and then when I got to college, uh, one of my teammates had a brother who was a special Olympics athlete. 
So being able to have a close relationship with these people kind of built that bond and built that relationship early on. And then when I had the opportunity to become a champion ambassador and to really, really get uh, more opportunities to go to different schools and talk and watch, watch different events and, and go to the, the U.S. games in Orlando this past year, like those type of things, mm-hmm. the athletes compete has always been amazing to me. Um, and then I just learned so much from the athletes. You know, against all the odds that people put on Special Olympics athletes, all the things people say that they can't do, they go out there and do them better than 90% of the country. And that's people with or without intellectual disabilities. They go out there and and they're competing at a level that is significantly higher than most people could ever do. Um, And it always impresses me and it always brings me back to center a little bit and kind of shows me like there's the only excuse is a bad attitude or not wanting to do something. Um, because there's athletes out there that are doing incredible things. So that's why I love Special Olympics. And that's why I love inclusion and how bridging the gap between those with and without intellectual disabilities is so important and not keeping people separate, but bringing everybody together and getting the best out of both sides. What tips do you have for Special Olympics athletes looking to get involved in football? I'd say the biggest thing is practice like practice is is big and it's tough sometimes especially with football because it's not like basketball where you can go pick up a ball and dribble it by yourself um but in in a lot of ways it's good because you have to have friends to do it you know you have to build relationships and be hey i'm gonna reach out to somebody and sometimes that's uncomfortable to have those conversations like oh i don't want to ask him and bother him but that's how you build friends and you build groups that you're friends with for life but that's how you build teammates so i'll just i would tell any special Olympics athlete that's interested in football, like, Hey, find some friends that you can throw the ball with, or you can run around with. Cause those, those are the type of things that you, you need to be, become better at football, but also to build friendships. So if you just do that every day, that, Hey, I'm going to go catch the ball or throw it around with one of my buddies, not only are you building your football skill, but you're building your friend skills. Okay. Well, many people, your social media account is to, to go play for inspiration on all, all things health. But how do you keep yourself motivated to exercise daily and feel your body right? Sometimes it can be tough to be to to fuel your body properly, to exercise or get the motivation to exercise. And I think it goes back to just trying to be consistent with little things. Um and to always push myself. And I, and I had brothers growing up, so we kind of pushed each other and argued, and that's how we competed. But if you can find just one, one thing to, to do to be consistent, if you wake up and make your bed, um, if, you, if you wake up and, you know, everybody brushes their teeth every morning, but you don't always count, it, count that as an accomplishment. And, and it is. Uh, it, it's not always easy to get out of bed and brush your teeth or to shower because some days you don't feel like that's the best thing to do because you're, you know, your mood might not be the best. But if you can do just one thing, it can motivate you to do more. When you see yourself accomplish things, you want to accomplish more because you want that feeling again. So for me, it's always been, hey, what is, you know, if I can do one thing today, that first domino to knock over the rest of the dominoes, then I'm then I'm good. So you make things a little smaller. So if it, for working out, it for example. If I really don't want to wake, you know, wake up and work out, I'll say, okay, let me just put my feet on the ground. 
So, you know, you get out of bed and just put your feet on the ground. And that's okay. Let me go brush my teeth and then brush your teeth. And then it's, let me go eat breakfast. Okay. Now, I eat and then by the time you get to, I've accomplished all these goals that I've set now working out, it's like, Oh, I, that's not even going to be hard. Cause I've already, I've already done five, six other goals on the way. Um, so it's really, you know, if you can look at things in a little smaller scope, it, it, it can make it easier. In a few words, can you answer the question? What does inclusion mean to you? Inclusion to me means putting away any fears of what you don't know or what you don't know about somebody else and taking a chance to learn about them, to learn from them and to see what they can offer you and what you can offer them. Uh, I think oftentimes we are so afraid of what somebody might be that we never find out what they actually are. Uh, and the inclusion movement is all about knocking that feeling away and opening arms to each other and learning from each other and learning about each other and finding out how great people really are when you get to know them. I love that answer. Thank you, Mac, for joining the Inclusion Revolution podcast. It was great to talk to you today about your experience in the NFL and with Special Olympics. We appreciate all the work you continue to do for Inclusion Revolution. Thank you for listening to the Inclusion Revolution Radio. Don't forget to subscribe. Tune in again in two weeks for a new episode.